Hi there, I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion. I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years with experience in building seven-figure businesses and working around the world. Originally, I'm from Canada, but I've been living in Dubai for the past 14 years. I've created this podcast to share my insights and expertise as a global entrepreneur and help other women start, build, grow, and scale their businesses. You'll also hear from some of the world's top experts and female entrepreneurs who will inspire and motivate you to achieve your business goals. So join me as we explore all that the world has to offer and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Women on the Rise podcast. And today I have actually changed what I was going to talk about in the podcast. And the reason for that is that I have had so many businesses come to me and say, Jen, I'm so frustrated. I have this business and I am still not making any money. And I hear this a lot. And what's the point of being in business if we're not going to make money? The purpose of having a business is that we want a different life for ourselves. We want to be able to have that freedom to work when we want, to maybe spend more time with family, to spend more time with activities we want to do. And most importantly for me, to be your own boss. Uh, I remember my dad always said to me that me being an entrepreneur was perfect because I never listened to anybody. (laughs) Still true to this day. Uh, And so I think I was probably always um, intended to be an entrepreneur. But what what I find when I hear from businesses that things aren't working, that they're not making the money that they want to, it comes down to usually one simple thing. And the reason why I wanted to cover this today is I'm talking mainly to women who have businesses, either you've just set it up or you've had your business for a while and your business is not making money. And I think what the, one of the reasons why is that it comes down to research. And I think a lot, I, I speak with business owners and they say, yeah, but Jen, I did research. I've I've done the research in my business. I, you know, I understand the market size. I know who the competitors are. I know what, you know, what the, the products are that I'm going to introduce to the market or the services that I'm going to introduce to the market. But oftentimes what has been missed and you know what? I hold my hand up, especially in my first business. I didn't do it. I just jumped in, didn't know what I was doing and muddled my way around having a business. But what it comes down to is it comes down to the research and it comes down to really having a clear idea in the beginning about what it is that you're going to be selling and who you're going to be selling it to and verifying that actually there's going to be a demand for that idea, the product or the service or even the company in the market that you want to launch it in. Because that's really important as well that it could work great 
in one market. Maybe you have a business in the UK and it's super successful and you're like, you know what? I would like to take my business and go to the UAE because I don't want to pay tax and I want to live in the sunshine. So I'm going to take this business from the UK and transplant it to the UAE and it's going to be great. And what I've seen happen and I've seen this from people actually with that very situation recently is that what works in one market doesn't work in another market which is why we really really need to spend that time doing the research now i'm not saying take a month out of your business and go back and do the research i'm saying take a couple of days a week maximum and go back and do some of your research. The other thing as well is some of it might have changed, right? So maybe even you did your research initially and maybe the market has changed and what people are looking for or need has changed as well. So what works really great is you want to be able to do some research and a survey. Now, um, the the thing that we need to know is we need to know who our ideal paying customer is because when we know who our ideal paying customer is it's going to be so much easier for us to target them for us to market to them to sell to them to know what they're interested in to know what features they want of our product or our service and this helps when we are really clear on who they are. So who is our ideal paying customer? And we want to be really specific. Now, it's not just saying I want my target market to be mums who have kids. That's not specific enough because there are so many different um, age ranges and needs and requirements for kids of different ages as well. So you want to be really specific. You want to know um, the age of your ideal paying customer, maybe where they live, and it could be they live in this country or this city, or it could be very specific about what neighborhood they live in because some people's businesses only target specific areas of a city. So you want to make sure that you're really targeting them and you know where they are. you know, are they married? Are they single? Do they have kids? If they do have kids, what's the age of their kids? What's the education level? Are they working? Are they not working? What sort of average income are you targeting? Um, And even as well, sometimes you might want to know specific nationalities or um, interests as well, what they like, what they don't like. Because when we know that, it's going to be easier for us to find them. So let's say, for example, that we are targeting people who are into fitness. Now, there is all sorts of different types of fitness. It could be from people who like hiking or scuba diving to CrossFit people to um, to people who love running or playing paddle. There's so many different types of sports, but maybe you have realized that actually, you know, it's the people who are super active, they're working out like five times a week, and so maybe you want to really target the people who are into CrossFit and doing the heavier activity sort of sports for your product or your service. So that's why we want to be really specific on that, because then when we know that, is going to help us understand 
what is going to be motivating them to buy and how often they're buying your product or the service. How are they doing it online? Do they like to try it first? Do they want to touch and feel the, the, the product? How long does it take them to make a decision? Sometimes it's one of those things that we decide instantly, where other times it might take quite a while to do that. Um, also things like, where do they get their information from? Do they do research themselves? Or are they looking at online groups or Facebook groups? Or are they talking to friends and family? Or do they like what they see on TV or the radio or in a newspaper, a magazine article? All of those sorts of things really help us to decide how we are going to find our ideal paying customer to get them to buy our product or service from us. Other things as well, like knowing things like how far are they going to travel? Um, do they buy similar products or services? Do they have specific values that they care about? You know, this is really important for things like eco-friendly products or services as well, uh, sustainable ones, that a lot of times those people who go and buy those products are really concerned about that as well. Um, and I'll give you an example. So let's say it comes to eco-friendly, okay? Um, and I'm one person who I really care about the environment and also not wanting to have lots of chemicals and have everything healthy. I'm also vegan as well. And so all of those things are really important to me in my buying decisions. So let's say, for example, that you have some clothes that you want to sell. But the unique thing about your clothes, let's say their dresses, are made out of um, organic cotton. And they're more expensive than other dresses that are on the market, but you reckon that the people who are going to be spending the money on these are going to be people like me who care more about the environment and will spend more on that dress because I know that it's going to be organic cotton, maybe it's sustainable, it's fair trade, all of these sorts of things. And so you would want to be able to find those individuals, but they could be lots of different individuals. It's not just going to be vegans, it could be mums, it could be um, a number of different people that you want to find and see what what they would spend and if they would be interested in that and so you'll find that you're going to have lots of target audiences and you want to see where the commonality is among them so you're going to be able to reach them and most likely you will have done what we call desk research so that is going to be that you will have done research on the market on your product or service also on your on your competitors as well and you'll have done that research by looking online on google maybe looking at reports reading some media articles but most likely you didn't talk to the people who hopefully are going to be buying from you and that is what if things aren't working out in your business, this is probably one of the most important things that you could do is talk to people who are going to buy from you. Not your mom, not your brother or sister or your friends or your partner. It needs to be people who actually are really going to go and buy from you. So where do you find those people? Where do you find the, the research subjects to go and talk to? Well, um, I hope that you're clear on what your product or your service is first. Um, if you're not, 
I have some other information on how you can get clear on that. And that is, we've done a quiz called the Profitability Quiz. It's femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash quiz. And there you can go and answer, I think it's 10 or 12 short questions, and then it will give you some results. And most likely it will tell you that you need to do research and it breaks down all of the different research. You've got about a 16 page PDF that you can get and a video that talks about it. And I go into a lot more detail about how you can get clear on your business idea or the product or the service that you're selling because that's really important to to have that. But where else can you go and find people who you can interview or who can do a survey for you? Well, Facebook groups in most countries around the world are pretty popular and that is where people congregate by specific interests. So it could be an interest um, about a hobby or about, you know, around kids or around fitness or lifestyle, um, environment, food, any of these sorts of things that people are interested in, entrepreneurship, um, neighborhood where you live as well. A lot of communities and neighborhoods have local Facebook groups around that as well. But what you want to do is you want to find those people and you want to ask them specifically about your product or your service. Now, the quickest, dirtiest, easiest way to do it, it's not dirty actually, but the the quickest way for you to do it is to create an online survey. And with an online survey, super cheap, free. There's a couple of platforms that are completely free. I often recommend um, Google. So Google has a a free survey platform. Um, Also as well, Microsoft Forms as well. So you could look at Google Forms or Microsoft Forms. My favorite is Typeform. And the reason is that if you have a more complex survey and you need to ask more detailed questions, that Typeform is quite good because it has something called branching logic. And that means that if somebody answers a question one way, you can direct them to another question. So it means that people are only answering questions that are specifically relevant for them. But it depends upon um, how complex your survey is going to be. If you want to make it as cheap and cheerful as possible, I would suggest going with Google Forms or Microsoft Forms. Those are the quickest things to to do. But what you want to do is think about questions that you want to ask people who are going to buy or use your product or service. And what you want to do is put together at least 10 questions. I wouldn't suggest making it too long. A good a good number of people or a good number of questions is about 10 could go up to about 12 or 14 depending upon how many questions you have and how complicated they are and I would suggest that you want to have a mixture of questions you want to have some that are kind of yes no questions multiple choice questions as well are great and easy to do you could also have something like a ranking of importance so you know how you move um, you move a list or you rank it by number according to your number of importance. So that could be, you know, what 
is the most important feature for this product or for this service. And so then you can get a bit of a sense about what is a priority for people, what they're looking for, what they're not looking for. Because oftentimes what we think people want is not necessarily what people are looking for. So it's really important to ask those people who might might buy from you what they're looking for. You could also have some which is some free text and you could have either a short answer where you limit the response to maybe a sentence or a couple of sentences or a longer answer which could be open-ended where people could write in a bit more detail. I sometimes use that. I use that more though when I'm talking, for example, in Female Fusion, when we're thinking about introducing a new service or a new product to our members, that sometimes I'll use that to get more detailed feedback to really hear what people are looking for. But don't don't make all of your questions free text where people can write what they want because you want to be able to have ones that you can compare against other people's answers and you want to also respect people's time I don't know about you but when I get asked to do a survey if I'm asked to do one that is going to take me 15 minutes I'm not even going to bother if it's going to take me two minutes or three minutes and it's mainly multiple choice and I just need to to click I am more likely to go and do that so remember that that if you are looking for the information that you need to to either launch your business or to make some changes to really get those sales that you want to make it as easy as possible for people to do don't make it too long or complicated as well. If you struggle, if what you're doing is quite technical or jargony, I would suggest running those questions through something like ChatGPT and getting ChatGPT to help you simplify those questions because you want to make it so it's something that a 12-year-old could read and understand. And so that's why you want to keep it free of jargon and you want to make it so it's going to be easy. Make it easy. Um, Make it easy for people to answer and have a mix of your questions. Now, there are two different types of questions in surveys. You have the quantitative, which are the close-ended ones, the multiple choice, the yes, the no, the ranking, the slide here to show what you like to choose choose something, all of those close-ended ones, super easy to answer. But then you also have what are called qualitative. And those are the open-ended questions that are going to give you the more detailed information. So it's more difficult to analyze, but do maybe have space for one qualitative question for people to give you extra feedback. And I I really like that because it sometimes does give you ideas for that. Now, when you do your survey, you can either have it that people can leave their details or not leave their details. I always suggest that at the end, not the beginning, but at the end of your survey, to go and leave an optional question that people can go and answer with their name. You know, would you like more information or would you like to um, 
to spend 10 minutes with me over Zoom answering a few more questions. If you would, please leave your name, your phone number, your email address, and we'll reach out to you. And I find those are really valuable that if you get a few people that are willing to do that, who will give you information in more detail about your product or your service. Those people are amazing that will take the time to do that. But don't make that mandatory. What I would say, you can set your questions that answering certain questions are mandatory and people can't move forward. And what I do when I do research is all of my questions are mandatory, except for the last one about, would you be willing to spend 10 or 15 minutes with me answering some questions over Zoom? Now, I was speaking with someone the other day who had done a survey and one of their uh, questions was, can I buy you a coffee and sit down and talk more about my business? Don't do that because one, you're not going to have time to sit down with 10 or 15 people over coffee, especially because we want to do this quickly. Do it so it's online. Um, Don't go and schedule lots of time like that. And I think also as well, not many people are going to be willing to do that and they won't have the time. And you're not going to have the time either because you're going to be busy fixing your business so you can start making more money. So when you're asking questions as well, think about questions that are going to help you really refine your product or your service. So uh, there are so many different ones that you could ask. So it could be things like, you know, do you use this or what are the benefits to using this? What problems do you encounter? What is the price that you would be willing to pay? What changes would you like to see? Um, what would make you satisfied with the product or the service? You could also go and gather more information just about it as well about, you know, things like, uh, would it benefit you? What features do you want to see? Um, what are must have features? What isn't important to you? What would you pay more to, more for? And I really like this as well, knowing what people would pay more for. Maybe they wouldn't pay more for anything. Maybe they would. And sometimes it might give you ideas for other things that you could do or you could add on in the future that would help you increase the price or get more money within your business. Um, But having that really good understanding about what your customer is looking for would really help. Um, think Think about what they're what they're looking for. Um, Think about what you need to have answered for your survey and be smart about those questions because remember that you only are going to have 10 or 12 questions to be able to do. But what you want to do is to have a survey that will be easy to fill in. You want to um, if you can use skip logic if they're going to be questions because you might have very different target audiences so for example I was speaking with somebody the other day who has a really beautiful business and she has two very different um, very different audiences who would buy from her one would be 
um, it's a kids focused business and one would be people who would buy her product because they want to get gifts for people who have kids and then another would be people who are the parents of the kids so what a parent is looking for is very different from what somebody who is buying a gift is looking for so those are two very different audiences so when you are asking questions that the questions that you asked to parents would be very different from somebody who doesn't have kids who is just looking for a gift to go and buy for a friend who's had a kid or a colleague or something like that so do think about that as well that when you're putting together the survey because then you might want to have something like skip logic that you're going to use and skip logic means that somebody answers a question with answer a and then they go to question number 12 and then it goes through a flow that way and it can be quite um quite complex depending upon the information you want on your survey i really enjoy doing that but if it's your first survey if you've never done any of this before try and keep your survey as simple as possible to be able to to do because you want people to fill it in to give you the information that you need now when you go and get this survey done um you want to well you want to be able to get people to fill it in so where are you going to do that well you could ask facebook groups and facebook groups are great i think i know a lot of people who kind of fill up their survey just from sending or posting their survey in facebook groups but it needs to be the right facebook group right um i've seen oftentimes that there's been people who have posted surveys in groups and it's just been really irrelevant to to the group so think carefully about that depending upon the group you might also need to check with the admin to ask their permission if you could go and post it do ask their permission because it's just it, it's good manners and then hopefully as well that they'll give you permission to go and do that you could also post it on your own social media like on your linkedin on your instagram on your facebook you could ask depending upon how complex your product or your service is that you could go to other places where your target audience is so you could go and ask those questions but what you want to do is find out as much information information you can about your target audience and about what they're looking for in your product and service. Why is that? Because then it's going to help us get so much better at how we're going to communicate with our target audience. So if you're not making sales, if your marketing super sucks, a lot of times you're just, you're speaking to the wrong people, you have the wrong message, you're sharing information that isn't relevant to them. So the survey is going to really help you refine that and also identify as well how you can reach these people afterwards. So if you want to reach, um, let's say you want to reach people who are really fit and a healthy lifestyle is really important, that when you do this survey, you could understand in a lot more detail where you could find these people and what's important to them, what groups they're part of, how they take information. And so then that will help you get better at how you communicate because having a beautiful grid on Instagram with beautiful photos is not going to do you any good if you have 
a hundred followers on your account and it's not engaging with the people who are going to buy from you. And it could be as well that you could be spending your time on a social media platform that your target audience doesn't even use. And so that is why the research is going to really help you. And then it will also help you determine how you are going to communicate and what sorts of information you're going to deliver to each target audience, each ideal paying customer that you have, because you're going to have lots and you're going to want to really be able to map that out afterwards as well. So if your business is struggling to make sales, if you feel that it's not working, my biggest suggestion is to go back to basics, go back to your research, go back to looking at what people um, would be interested in for your product or your service. When you do that, I think you're going to find it so much easier to do your selling, your marketing, all of the communications around that product or the service. So I would love to hear from you. If you have gone and done that, please go and DM us on social media. Let us know how your survey has gone, how your extra research has gone. If you have a survey, do share it with us on social media as well. We'd love to see it and love to see what you have done. Because I think that if you really nail this and you get very clear on your ideal paying customer and gather that information, everything else is going to become easier in business. And we want business to be easy, right? (laughs) We set up our businesses to have a different life and to, to live the life that we want to lead. And of course, the first couple of years are hard. It is, you are going to work your butt off and you're going to be building this business. But we also want to cut out some of the pain in the beginning and this is where you can cut out a lot of the pain. You can also go onto our our profitability quiz and you can get lots of extra resources there as well. I'll include the details in the show notes for you so you can grab the profitability quiz as well. So do share with us your surveys. We would love to hear how they go and hopefully with those small adjustments it's going to lead to you getting more sales in your business. How does it sound coming and joining me and 10 other fabulous female entrepreneurs in Mykonos, Greece on the 20th to 22nd of May? We are having our first female fusion retreat in the beautiful island of Mykonos where we are going to be working on thinking big, thinking big in our business, planning our next big bold business moves, masterminding together, but at the same time, slowing down to speed up. If this sounds like something for you, head over to femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash Mykonos and why not apply to join us in Mykonos on the 20th to 22nd of May.